Hi, this is K.S. Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. And today, I want to discuss my time at the Baltimore Comic Con downtown in downtown Baltimore. I should say it was October 18th, 19th, and 20th. I went Saturday the 19th and Sunday the 20th. So on Saturday, I get down there. I actually took the train. I didn't drive my car, but I actually feel pretty bad for everybody who did drive their car or were trying to travel trying to travel uh, downtown that day because that was when the Baltimore Marathon was. It was the marathon, half marathon, I believe a 5K, maybe some relays that were happening as well. But if you were trying to get down there at the same time as the runners, you were pretty much screwed. And it felt really, really bad for the people who were on one-way streets because once you were there, that was pretty much it. You couldn't get through until they were done. And I have no idea when they were finished. But yeah, I took the train and I got down there and I met up with a few of my cousins. And we just hung out with each other all day. Not all day, but we were down there hanging out. And we uh, just were looking around and and we saw what you would typically see at a comic convention. Which were comics, cosplayers, um... A lot of fungal pops, and it wasn't as many cosplayers this year as it normally is. Maybe because of um, the marathon, a lot more cosplayers came after, pretty much after we were ready to go. But um, what we were what we were surprised by this year was a lot of the uh, representation as far as people of color. So one of the first booths that we ended up um, walking into, or walking up to, I should say, was the Untamed slash Niobe uh, booth by uh, Sebastian Jones. And he was he was selling it. He was very much the salesperson, which you don't really see in a lot of artists or writers or editors in their work. There's normally someone else that does it. So I was a bit, not, not taken back by it, but I was a little surprised because you don't really see that. Like, me as an artist, me as a writer, I don't really push my push my work as much as I should but I guess he's been doing it long enough whereas you know every person he feel like every person should be reading his work everyone should be looking at it and I had never heard of him before all his work but apparently it's supposed to be like the new Game of Thrones premiering on HBO either sometime later this year or within the upcoming year which I was pretty surprised about and I'm really glad for him yeah so Niobe in the Untamed series is not in set in the um, medieval times or anything like that with the Game of Thrones that we're used to. It's it's more of um, an African setting with a dark-skinned um, black woman as the protagonist, and which I thought was pretty cool too. Um, what else? Then we met up with. Nuri McAdams with Burning Spear Comics. And that was pretty surprising too. Like I said, we're not used to seeing a lot of um, people that look like us at these vendors. Which was another issue I had when I did um, She Makes Comics. The review for that. And to see that pretty much right after I did this review was... um, it was pretty cool. So I met up with Nori McAdams with Burning Spirit Comics. And his comics were about bike life and black men, specifically black fathers, pretty much raising their kids and um, being active members of their community. Changing the narrative of what you normally see in the media in regards to 
black men and black fathers. So I got to talking with him and he so graciously granted me an interview, just just answered a few questions about, you know, what is Burning Spirit Comics, what it's about and who he is as far as as a creator and his what how much input he has in um with concept to creation. So here's the interview with him. Okay, do you mind just introducing yourself and what it is that you do and the theme of your comic books? So how you doing? Right. I'm Nuri Mac Adams, owner of Burning Spirit Comics and creator and writer for the Wild Card Chronicles. Uh, my first motivation was my dad. Once he passed in 04, I knew I had to give black men a symbol of what we really are. Because in my neighborhood, growing up, all the black fathers were awesome. I don't know what that narrative is that Hollywood pushed that uh-huh. black fathers aren't great. All of them were awesome. So I needed to honor that. And the best way to do that is to put it in ink, draw it out, so that it'll be generations to come will know who these people were because we were here. Yeah, so I've that, had yeah, I've had a similar upbring, upbringing with my I've had my father in my life as well, but mm-hmm. I'm so used to seeing um, other families who don't have their fathers. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really have uh, my childhood is not the same as theirs, exactly. so I don't feel the same way as they do because mm-hmm. we all live amongst each other. Exactly. So it's good to see that you know black men being with their, with, with their families and taking care of them in, in uh, their communities. Yes, so, um, you're here at Baltimore Comic Con. Are you going to be in any other conventions anytime soon? Um, well, we were covering, because we did two cons back-to-back. Well, three. Uh-huh. We did New York Comic Con. We set up near Marvel on the main floor. <laughs> um, we did Fairfax Comic Con right before that. It was San Diego Comic Con. It really was out. So, yeah. um, this is projected our last one of the year. Are we doing Southern Maryland? Yeah. What, what, what day is it? Uh, November 9th. Okay. Uh, we'll be at that con. We should be. So Southern Maryland Comic Con and what you said? Waldorf. Waldorf? Mm-hmm. And, uh, what, what date is that again? Sorry. November 9th. November 9th. Okay. So what is some, like, what's the most recent issue that just came out and what's that about? Wildcard Chronicles issue 2 is a continuation of issue 1. We introduce even more compelling and diverse characters. Um, in that, in issue two, you really start to see how this is more than just about biking. Um, when PGCC TV came to the house and they interviewed us, um, once she saw it as a comic book, but by the time we finished talking to, about the book and what led up to it, she said, "This is not a comic book. This is a movement." That humbled. I was like, "Wow! Uh-huh. You really think that out here? Thank you." Yeah, I, I really think it's great that what you all are doing as far as the representation mm-hmm. and different imagery of what black people and other people of color mm-hmm. can do and what they can imagine and do with their imagination. So I think it's wonderful. Yeah. So again, this is Nori McAdams. You're the owner and author. Yes, ma'am. Who does the artwork? I have a couple of artists that work for me. Okay, that's cool. Um, two of them. Two of them are in Africa. Uh-huh. One is in uh, Romania. One is in Brazil. My main artist right now is in Brazil. Okay, do you have any advice for other authors that want to go about doing uh, comics or just getting into the art world, art industry, and what they can do, like just advice in general maybe? Yes. Um, first thing is you want to love what you're doing. Uh-huh. Because you're going to get frustrated. There's growing pains with this thing. So the easiest way to do it 
is to write about something you know. We're bikers, so I'm able to write about it. I'm a federal firearms dealer, so I know what it's like to be a Tony Stark. I deal in firearms legally. So those things you want to draw from in order to create your stuff. But definitely, the minute you start creating, start putting it down on paper. Because it's hard to keep it all straight in your head, so start putting it down on paper until you get to a product that you think can go into print, and then you go from there. All it takes, the internet has made it easy for us to research this stuff. So uh, that's how we did it. That's how we ended up being self-published. We just did it all ourselves uh -huh. so that the big guys couldn't take control and tell us what to put in our books. Exactly. So um, are you on social media? Is there any yeah. specifically where you can find you? Yes, you can find us at Burning Spear Comics. That's with an X, not a CS. BurningSpearComics.com. Okay, do you have any other social media pages, or is it just the, uh... Okay. Yeah, but the IG is the Burning Spear LLC, and Facebook is Wildcard. Wildcard. Mm -hmm. So that's Burning Spear Comics with an X, and then the Facebook is Wildcard Chronicles. The IG is the Burning Spear LLC, and then the Twitter is Burning Spear Comics with an X. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate you giving me your time. Okay. So that was Nori McAdams. Again, thank you to Mr. McAdams for granting me an interview and taking your time out to answer a few questions. So after we, we met up with him, we kind of walked around again and kind of just ate up time until it was time for the um, adults cosplay costume contest. And we always, we, we went to get something to eat and we almost just missed it like we got there just in time right before they were about to start and for whatever reason we always were we always are just about to miss <laughs> the beginning of the uh contest so we get there we grab our seats still a little bit further back but we can still see everything but we're right by where all the contestants are lining up against the wall and there were some pretty cool ones that were um Jean Grey and Professor X, they were a duo together. I think it was a, a, a father and daughter. So it was obviously the daughter was, not obviously, but the daughter was Jean Grey and the father who was already in the wheelchair. So they kind of decorated his wheelchair to look like Professor X's wheelchair, which I thought was really, really cool. Then they had, you know, you had a bunch of Marvel characters, obviously, a lot of Avengers that were there. Um... Some another cool one was another duo which was um President Businessman and Good Cop Bad Cop from the Lego movie. And then there were some jokers. There weren't a lot of um Black Panthers, which we were all kinda disappointed in. Um there was a family that dressed up as the Spider Verse, like everybody from the Spider Verse. It was like the parents and their kids and maybe a couple more other adults. But that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I put it up on my YouTube channel of the winners. And a lot of the photos of the people who were participating in the contest. You can go over to my YouTube channel. The link, well not the link, but the, um, the uh, um, what is it? The, my handle for YouTube will, will be at the end of this uh, video. What should I say? Not the end of the video. This is a podcast, Kayla. Um, it, it will be... It'll be on there. So you'll see it. So then when we leave the contest, one of us wanted to get coffee. Somebody wanted to get coffee and they had to wait in line. While we were waiting for them, while they were waiting in line, 
we see where all the other cosplayers are um, who weren't in the um, contest and who weren't downstairs. We see that they're outside on this terrace that none of us even knew existed. Like, they're coming from across this bridge. Again, like, we never knew that it was even there before. So, once they're done getting their coffee, we all head outside. And this is where all the cool, pretty much, quote-unquote, cool kids. This is where they all are. And there's professional photographers out here. There's uh, people taking pictures on their phones, taking videos, taking TikTok videos. Like, this is where all the cool kids are taking their photos because of the optimal lighting. It's, you know, natural light. You can't get any better than the sun out on this clear terrace. So we just hung out out there for a while. And then that was pretty much it for our first day there at the Baltimore Comic Con. So... Fast forward to day two on Sunday the 20th. I'm there by myself. Again, I took the train. But it was actually... No, actually, I did not take the train. I drove my car that day. Because of the pouring down rain. It's like, it was it was pretty nasty. But it wasn't as many people there. At least in the beginning. Again, like it was yesterday. I guess they wanted some of the rain to clear up. Or maybe they just didn't want to get there too early. But it was a lot more cosplayers this time. Like I saw uh, Fat Thor. <laughs> I saw a pimp named Slipback from the Boondocks. Um, then they took the pictures that they normally take outside on the steps. They took them inside on the steps. And that's where you saw all the Avengers. All the Marvel characters. Um, X-Men. Fantastic Four. Black Widows. Um... I don't know how many more people can dress up as Iron Man. There's a whole bunch of Spider-Mans. Uh, they did a whole thing of Captain America's, which I thought was pretty cool. They had the older Captain America handing off the shield to... Um, what's his face? <laughs> My mind is a blank right now. But um, what else do you have? I'm trying to think of anything that may be different, which I can't. Because a lot of people... A lot of Doctor Strangers were there. Which I thought was pretty cool too. Um, the Hydra, Captain America. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I think we saw a Catwoman, but I think that may have been on Saturday. Um, I believe another woman was there dressed up as Storm. There was a Poison Ivy too. That was actually early in the day before they were doing all the, um, all the pictures on the steps. But anyway, earlier that day on Sunday, I went to a panel, which was for me, that was my schedule since I couldn't do any of them on Saturday since I was with my cousins. I did a day full of panels, and the first one was with Amy Chu and Friends, and it was called Comics and Coffee with Amy Chu, pretty much. And when I got there, it was Amy and Coffee that she got from across the street. She didn't get it from uh, the the Starbucks that he had at the convention center. I guess it's cheaper, and it, it may actually be better. I'm not really sure. I don't drink Starbucks. But she's there and then all the quote-unquote friends that's supposed to come to sit on the panel with her walk in. And one of them is freaking Amy McDonald. And I was like, holy crap, I get a two-for-one. Because I just did the She Makes Comics review, the documentary review, which you can go back and listen to. It's still available. And Amy Chu was in it and freaking Heidi McDonald. And I'm like, wait a minute, is that is that Heidi McDonald? 
holy crap. Like, I wasn't expecting her to be there. I have no idea if she was actually on the programming or not. I just know Amy was, and she was there too, which I thought was pretty cool. So they just talk about how they got into comics and what their current work is now. And, you know, just, I guess, the typical questions and answers that people would ask and the answers they would give on these panels. But I actually did an interview later on that day with Amy when I was able to spot her down at her booth. Because when I went down there originally, she wasn't there. So here's an interview with Amy she so graciously granted me. So the question I just wanted to ask is, how is it working with collaborating with people, like getting to, like asking them to collaborate with you and then executing the collaboration? Like, has there ever been any challenges with working with other people, especially in the beginning of your career with comics? Well, there's always challenges in collaboration. Um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like dating, you know, so you sort of have to pick your partners carefully. So um, sometimes, sometimes it's really easy, you know, it really depends on the person. But if you're just starting off, it's a lot harder because you just don't have as much experience doing it. I mean, I've been doing this now for a few years, so it's much easier. But now I'm in the stage where if you're professional and you're uh, getting paid to do it, it's not even so much the, the amount of collaboration you get to do is less and less because you're really just turning the scripts and you can't really, it's not like we all sit in a room and banter, you know what I mean? But when you're just starting off um, and you're finding um, your, your partners in like Artist Alley, it's a whole different thing. So um, like anything else, it really kind of depends on your personality too. Some people are really good at it, some people are not so good at it. I think the biggest mistake a lot of writers make is, okay, this is my vision, I just need to find an artist to draw my vision, and that's that's not the nature of collaboration. You have to understand what kind of teamwork you do in this business. Also, I just saw um, She Makes Comics, it was a documentary you participated in a couple yes. of years ago. Uh-huh. It's actually on Netflix now. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's so, cool. And I actually did a review of it for my oh, podcast. fantastic. And yes. one of the, I guess, issues or challenges that... Um, is diversity uh-huh. in the documentary as well as yeah. was outside of the documentary. Yeah. I would have loved to see more of it. Yes, I'm not sure why, why it wasn't more. Maybe it was like a budget because of all the... I don't really artists. know. Um, you know, I think in general, uh, the also the... Even between the time that documentary came out and today, there's a lot more diversity, there's a lot more women, there's a lot more people of color doing the comics, or at least more visibly. So I think things have even changed since the documentary. Um, But if you're talking about hiring practices within the big companies, there's still a lot of work to be done. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Okay, so that was Amy Chu. Again, thank you to her for taking her time, taking time out of her day and to, um, to answer just a few questions of, you know, what I wanted to ask from her. And um, later on that day, I went to two more panels. It was one. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. Back up, back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. So on Saturday, I actually went to Amy Chu's booth. I just wanted to know where she was because that... The convention is such a maze. It can be extremely overwhelming, especially with the crowds of people and what you want to see. You want to try to get in as much as you can. So I finally found her booth. I was like, okay, let me memorize where she is. So when I come back here tomorrow, when I'm by myself, I can finally ask her what it is I want to ask her. And then when I get to her booth, I see this book, The Secret Loves of Geeks. I was like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I have this book. 
and I didn't even realize that she was in it. Like she had contributed to it. And I think it's on page like 50, it's on page 53. And she signed it for me. Like I came back on Sunday and I asked for an autograph and she didn't charge me or anything, which was a big thing there where a lot of people, a lot of the vendors, a lot of the artists are known to charge for autographs and they wanted you to buy the gearbook. And I was like, uh, I don't really want to do that. But she signed it. She signed it for free. And thank you for that, Amy. So anyway, like I was going to say before, um, I went to two other panels. Um, the other one that I went to was for Tara Strong and Greg Sipes. They both do the voices of Raven and Beast Boy on from um, Teen Titans, the original Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. And that was kind of like all over the place. Like they had a moderator there, but it's kind of like the Tara and, and Greg show, which was, it pretty much was. I recorded that and I also recorded the Amy Chu panel. So I recorded both of those panels and I'm going to put those up later. But yeah, I just kind of just sat through it and recorded it. And it was pretty funny and it was very, um, I guess entertaining i guess you can say the word was <laughs> but i kind of just wanted to get through it and just be in the same room as these two people because i kind of grew up on the teen titans the original teen titans that came on cartoon network and i kind of like teen titans go a lot of people like the crap on that show but it's it's not meant for people like me it's not meant for the original viewers of the teen titans is meant for the people coming up now, which I'm not. I'm not mad about now that I'm older. I'm not really mad about that. So the next panel that I went to, and the last one that I went to, was Sebastian Jones' panel, which was called "From Concept to Creation," and that's pretty much what it was. It was how he came up with the idea and um, the lack of representation that he wanted to uh, fulfill in comics and in the media. And his um, trials and tribulations, not only as a creator, and but just someone who's a mixed race growing up in the world, pretty much. And he took those experiences and put it into uh, the Untamed and in Niobe. And then um, he kind of like opened the floor up a little bit and I was able to ask... A question again I recorded it so you can hear the question I asked it's more towards the end like like way at the end like that thing was over an hour long so if you're willing to listen you can have give that a listen and then at the end he was like you know whoever's brave enough can come down to the booth and we'll talk about like how do you describe yourself not only as a creator but as a person and I wasn't able to do that like I had to leave because traffic was starting to pick up. But, you know, again, he the, on Saturday, he was very much the businessman pitching and selling his work, which, you know, what you should do. And then on the panel, he was very much the, the artist, the creator of this amazing work, again, called The Untamed and Niobe. Which I'm very much like I'm very much interested in, and I can't really wait for that to come on the HBO. It just gives me another reason to have to purchase the streaming service. So, if if the the reboot or um, the return of uh, Adventure Time wasn't enough for me, and then the Watchmen that I wanted that wasn't enough for me, it is now. So, 
This is KS Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nobra Podcast. Thank you.